This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hey there, cat lovers. Welcome to Nine Lives with Dr. Cat. I'm your host, Dr. Catherine Prim, and I'm a small animal veterinarian and cat lover. Today, I have two guests with me, which is sort of different and fun, and we are going to talk about pain in cats and what my listeners could watch for and what they could learn and what they can do. I have Dr. Matt Brunke with me, and I have Kirsty Oliver, and they are both rehabilitation specialists. So we are going to come back after a quick break and pick their brains about pain in cats. We'll be right back. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Nine Lives with Dr. Cat on Pet Life Radio. And I have with me Dr. Brunke and Kirsty Oliver. Hey, guys. Hi. Okay, so I want to start with you, Kirsty, because... It's really interesting because you are the chief of operations at, at the rehab center. Is that right? Yes. It's a fancy title to just say that I make sure that Dr. Brunke's day runs smoothly. <laughs> That's important. <laughs> it is important. It's just making, it's, <laughs> just making sure that we have the staff in the right place, have all the equipment that we need and make sure, you know, we're up to date with everything that we need for our, you know, our staff and our pet parents. So can you tell my listeners a little bit about you? Because I think you're super interesting. Oh, (laughs) thank you. I hate talking about myself. I will say I'm English. Go figure. I drink a lot of tea. We work hard. (laughs) I'm an English trained veterinary nurse and I came to the States in 2000. So I've been in the States almost 23 years. My first love is surgery and anesthesia. I have a diploma in advanced surgical nursing. So that's where I came over to the States and I was introduced to physical rehabilitation. And I had my aha moment and everything in the universe fell into place. And I've been rehab only practicing now for 17 years. And I am blessed, very blessed to work with a great, great group group of people, have the ability to talk to wonderful people like yourselves and, you know, educate, you know, pet parents about all things vet rehab. So I'm not sure that everybody really knows what rehab is. I personally know a lot about it because I sustained a traumatic brain injury and I went through a lot of rehab to be back where I am now. But can you talk a little bit about rehabilitation for cats? Absolutely. I mean, anybody who has like sustained an injury like yourself, and I'm 
glad to hear that you're doing so, so well. You sound fabulous. Um, that, you know, anybody who's been to physical therapy in the human medicine, you know, there's not a lot that we can't do that human park PTs can't do that we can't do for animals. So we see a lot of post orthopedic cases, neurologic cases, but we deal with a lot of long term care as far as um, osteoarthritis goes in dogs, but as well as cats. So, you know, cat rehab is just as important as canine rehab. And, you know, we were able to provide life changing exercises, improve quality of life. And that coupled with what Dr. Brunke does on the sports medicine side of things really kind of rounds up a great um, 360 view of how to keep cats agile and um, keep them pain free as they as they move through life. So Dr. Brunke, what do you think is special about cats, especially when it comes to pain? Oh, that's a good one, right? I mean, I think it's always challenging on the animal side because so many people come in and go, oh, you know, they're not whining about it. They're not, you know, we get the patients that come in that are like only using three other four legs and the clients will look sometimes look at them like, well, but they're not crying about it. So they're probably not painful, right? And and we have to change that mentality and that perception because if they're not using their body right, they're compensating and that's chronic pain. So we need to just be a better focus on that. You look for the small things right? You know, we all joke that age is not a disease and it, and that's true. If you take care of a good body and it stays in motion, you'll, you'll keep moving. So these older animals, especially the kitties that don't get up on the back of the couch anymore, or aren't up on the counters when you're trying to open cans of tuna, that's that cat saying, Hey, I hurt, but I'm just going to go sit over here and just, you know, not talk about it. I agree. That's one of my my soapboxes uh, that clients tell me, well, I don't think she's in pain. And I'm, I'm looking at this pet that's holding up one leg, you know, that, that's kind of a thing. So, so Kirsty, on that vein, I want to help my listeners start to recognize signs of pain in cats because cats try not to show us, right? No, absolutely. They are masters of the art of disguise. And, you know, a cat will purr even if it's in pain. You know, it's a common misnomer that, you know, a purring cat is a happy cat. They will like to please. So if you've got your happy little tabby sitting on the back of the couch all tucked up and purring, you know, it could be that that cat is painful. You know, it's uncomfortable to move from that position. So, you know, have you noticed any decrease in activity? Do the usual toys, you know, string toys, Toys, one toys. I know my two go nutso over the little laser. You know, are they not quite as agile as they used to be? I think the biggest thing that we notice is litter box habits. As we get older, we have mobility problems and we feel the issues of standing up and sitting down. You know, so getting in and out of the litter box sometimes for these older cats can mean that they might miss the litter box. They might not be able to step in if their lower back, their hips, their knees, or their shoulders or elbows are sore. So I think, you know, some common issues that could be easily ruled as behavioral issues might actually be discomfort. So, you know, looking, have they been grooming themselves? Does their coat look kind of sticky and starey and kind of like matted? Have they lost their shine? You know, have they got an inability to be able to turn around and clean themselves like they should? Could it be dental pain? Could it be osteoarthritic pain? 
with cats are very, very mobile. Their spines are very, very flexible. They're very prone to having arthritis in their back. And a lot of orthopedic joint issues from the jumping up and jumping down. I've got a counter surfer myself and he's a syndactyl. So he only has two toes on his one foot, but it does not stop him. But, you know, I look to him to see if as an older cat, because he's only about nine months old at the moment, is he going to have some, you know, orthopedic issues because he's about an inch and a half short on one side as opposed to the other. And Dr. Brunke talked about some compensatory mechanisms that occur as a result of offloading. So there are lots and lots and lots of different things that we as professionals look for. But I think it's important, you know, we don't live in people's houses. That would kind of be creepy. But we want people to be aware of some of these subtle signs so that they can start opening up conversations with their vet and say, hey, look, I think my cat's painful. And then, you know, kind of find the right treatment and um, get some diagnostics and get that moving. So Dr. Brunke, if you were in my town and I had a patient that I thought was suffering from some mobility issues or what have you, and, and I sent this patient and their caregiver to you, what would a day in the life kind of be like? What would start? How would that go? Yeah. And actually that where that's going to start is a team approach. So when we, especially for the cats, not only do we need the input from the primary care veterinarians on what else is going on with them metabolically and blood work and things like that. But also what we ask a lot of cat owners is, hey, can you get some video of your cat having issues? What are you seeing? Are they not jumping up? You know, where are they showing pain at home? Because everybody's got a smartphone and you can grab that. And that video is valuable to us to see how they're moving. Because sometimes when they're fearful or anxious and stuff in the clinic, they just want to curl up and and so we'll, if we can see what's going on at home, that gives us a big clue. And then we set up for success. So our exam rooms are set up as a fear-free practice. We set up specifically for cats their own exam room, away from the dogs. It's nice and quiet. And we want to see how they just move around. So a lot of time our team will be sitting in there with the pet parents. And for the first half of the appointment, I won't even try to touch the cat. I'll just see how they walk around. Will they walk around? Can they ease into us a little bit? What are they doing when they're standing up, sitting down, like Kirsty said? And then we'll get an exam done and we'll try to figure out where are they uncomfortable? What are they trying to tell us? I also look for muscle symmetry because if we use our bodies equally, they should be symmetrical left to right. So if we're asymmetrical with less muscle, that's painful limb. I'll look for decreased range of motion and how they bend their joints. And I'll look for... You know, joints should also be the same width and, and such. So if one joint is wider than the other, then that's usually a painful, or, you know, usually arthritic, but it's a painful, not appropriate joint. From there, we then go, hey, how do we look inside of that? Whether that's x-rays or a CAT scan, right? Or, or even an MRI, where are we starting to look? Is it in the limbs? Is it in the spine? And then we start to come up with a plan on how to intervene with that. That's really exciting. So you really depend on your kind of powers of observation, right? Yeah. I mean, it's really what it, what's the cat trying to tell us? And then our biggest advocates have to be the pet parents. So we'll spend a lot of time going, hey, this is what we're seeing. Does this kind of correlate to what you're doing? We use, there's a 15, 17 question little index called the Feline MSK Pain Index that was developed at NC State's vet school. And that's just like when we all go to PT 
And they'd hand you that little survey and said, hey, does your pain affect your ability to drive or read a book or you know, be in the kitchen or whatever? They made a validated one about that for cats. So we'll have the pet parents fill that out at each time point so that we have an understanding of what they think they're seeing at home so we can have a big picture. Great. So Kiersey, what do you think? Do you feel like a rehabilitation can help with most pain issues? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, back, high on the back of what Dr. Bronke just said with the, you know, with the feline MSK pain index, you know, that's a, it's an invaluable tool for, you know, for our clients to use, but we've got tools to use within the clinic as well. So based on the pain scales, you know, we can create a rehab program working on, you know, joint range of motion. We can improve on muscle tension. I do a lot of manual therapy because, you know, any kind of offloading, any kind of discomfort is going to create some compensatory patterns within the body. So, you know, sometimes just some massage and some passive range of motion, maybe some low level laser, if you've got the right diagnostics, some targeted pulse magnetic field therapy, heat, massage, joint range of motion. You know, we all as veterinary professionals, we're sat over on a, you know, we bent over on it like an operating table or on the floor all day. And, you know, we come home and we take a hot shower and it makes us kind of unwind. And we like to provide that with the same sort of efficacy for our patients. So just providing some heat and some gentle massage and some passive range of motion can alleviate some of the stress and strain on joints, can loosen up tight muscles, and we can decrease some of those specific pain scales depending on where the actual pain and discomfort is. This is very exciting because it helps us be the voice and I love to be the voice for pets. So yeah, this is, this is encouraging and I would encourage my listeners to be observant as well. Just like Dr. Brunke said, making a video. If you have questions, reach out to your veterinarian. So this is just awesome. I do want to take a quick break though so we can have a word from our sponsors and then come back and talk with Kirsty and Dr. Brunke more about what you as my cat loving listener can do. We'll be right back. Pet Life Radio, the number one pet radio network on the planet, joins forces with iHeartRadio to put the power of your pets in your pocket. Awesome. Download the iHeartRadio app and rock Pet Life Radio on your phone, on your tablet, on your Xbox, in your car. Pet talk, pet tunes, and fun pet times. Pet Life Radio and iHeartRadio. Positively possum. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Nine Lives with Dr. Cat on Pet Life Radio. Dr. Brunke and Kirsty and I have been talking about rehabilitation, pain in cats, and I want to delve a little bit more into what my cat caregivers might want to be looking for and what they might be able to expect if they do pursue some rehab for their cats. So let's pick back up where we were just talking, Kirsty, about the signs of pain and the pain scales. Can you elaborate on that just a little bit more? 
Absolutely. I mean, you know, even before we start a rehab plan, you know, rehab isn't going to work unless we get pain under control. So if you can control the pain, then our rehab becomes more effective. But, you know, we've got the feline MSK pain scale index, you know, for use for our owners. But in the clinic, you know, we've got our Colorado pain scales, both for dogs and for cats, which we have printed out and laminated in around the clinic, which is kind of a visual way to kind of ascertain, you know, based on body position and mentality, you know, how is the cat growling, spitting, hissing, purring. But there's a new tool called the feline grimace scale, which wonderful people have developed. And it's a wonderful way to ascertain. I mean, as crafty as cats are, they're faces, they have no poker faces. So they're reading pain based on um, like head position, ear position, how the whiskers are actually positioned, whether or not they're puckering their face, they're squinting, or if their face appears open. So it's a nice visual analog scale to determine right away without even touching the cat if that cat is in pain. So we will use a combination of all three of these to ascertain what these cats are trying to tell us and then come up with a plan with of exercises and some pain relief, some modalities, and a lot of stuff that owners can do at home as well. So we're big on sending homework. So don't think that you're going to come to rehab and not get away without taking some homework home and practicing and making sure that your pets, because everything that we do in the clinic is made even better by involving pet parents in their care as well. So Dr. Brunke, how, I don't know, cooperative are cats for some of these things that you need to do to them? Yeah, I mean, these interventions, we try to focus on different areas because we all know the joys of trying to get a cat to take medication, and that can be challenging. And there's not a lot of medication specifically studied and designed for cats. So what we try to look at is what do we have to change in the next couple of days and what can we change over the next maybe couple of months? And if it's over the next couple of months, those are things like joint supplements. There's some actually some feline-specific ones that for cats with arthritis that have been, that actually have really good palatability for cats to take as treats once a day. So those can be helpful as little chews. Those can help to start to slow down the breakdown of cartilage and damage in arthritic joints, but that may take a month or two to see improvement. Like Kirsty said, there's things that are modalities like electromagnetic field therapies, and even some laser therapy that can even be done not only in the clinic, but at home empowering the pet parents to be able to do a targeted pain relief without having to try to get a pill or a liquid into them. And then in a combination of kind of clinic work, a lot of what I aim to do is how can we jumpstart breaking through that pain cycle? And there's some really cool things out there um, that we do in our clinic for cats. And I know some of our other veterinary colleagues do as well, where there's we can inject directly into joints. And I've done this for cats now on a number of them where we can sedate them very lightly and inject right into those really arthritic joints and put in therapies that can last for up to a year to provide those cats relief in those really painful joints. Cats can now get total joint replacements. They can get total hip replacements. And those are very helpful. We can cure really bad hip arthritis with these cats. And cats get sciatica just like people and dogs do. So we've treated a lot of cats with epidural injections to break up their sciatica pain. But my 
other favorite one that's just coming out now here in the US and it's been around the UK for a little bit now is a once a month sub Q injection. So under the skin that has to be given in the clinic, it can't be done at home, but that is a new FDA approved medication specifically for cats that can help to break up the volume of pain. And by volume, I mean like the decibels, right? So it start, it's a medication that's a monoclonal antibody that is specifically made for cats so that we can turn down the volume of their arthritic pain. Um, so there's some really cool therapies and interventions now that we can target specifically for cat pain. That's exciting. Yes, I have administered that a few times and I've been pretty happy with it. So, so Kirsty, do you have any advice for maybe changes that my listeners might need to make inside their homes if they have older cats or cats that they think might have some pain? Absolutely. There is so much that you can do. I think my biggest number one is, you know, make sure that you keep their their claws trimmed. You know, you don't want them to be too short, but you don't want them to be super long. If you have carpet, then they tend to get stuck in the carpet and having them pull their feet in and out can actually put stress and strain on arthritic joints. And then long nails actually interfere with the breakover of the foot. So it's the difference between us wearing kind of sneakers and stilettos. So, you know, it's a lot more comfortable believe you me, to walk in sneakers than it is stilettos. So, you know, making sure that foot care is is number one. Number two, I would say, you know, if you have an arthritic cat, I would look at litter box habits again, you know, make it easier for them to be getting in and out of the toilet. So maybe, you know, either a step into the toilet or maybe a lower profile litter and also look for digging habits. You know, lots of cats will like to dig in the litter box if they've stopping kind of, you know, covering things up or going, then I would say, you know, that might be an indication of maybe some shoulder, elbow or carpal arthritis. So it's another way to kind of monitor how your cat's moving. So, you know, if you've got really, really, really deep litter, it may be really difficult and a stress and strain on those joints. So maybe cutting back a little bit on the amount of litter might help alleviate some of the the push and pull when they cover up. A lot of cats like to look out windows, sleep on couch, so providing a intermediate step up or step down in the form of like a ramp or a set of stairs it's very very easy cats are extremely smart and if they are you providing them with something that makes them feel better and improves their life then you know they're much more likely to use it so you can use maybe a couple of little treats maybe some of the liquid cat treat that you use and kind of train them and show them how to come up and down the stairs massage is great I would check with your veterinarian or with your rehab professional and make sure that pain is under control. Dr. Brunke's right. There are some excellent therapeutics out there that we can use to help control the discomfort. Those are usually available through your veterinarian and your rehab professional. So please, please, please make sure that you are addressing your cat's pain before you start any rehab procedure. And, you know, you can get hold of the feline MSK pain index, fill it in before you have that conversation with your veterinarian and say, 
say, this is what I've been using. You know, I've filled this in and I feel that my cat is in pain based on some activities that I've noticed. If it's dental pain and they need a dental, you know, just some simple grooming. Cats are meticulously clean. My old guy, before he passed, he had a squamous cell carcinoma in his mouth, bless his heart. And I would clean his face every day with a warm washcloth and then brush him. But it would make him happy because he knew that it was too painful and it was unpleasant for him to do that himself. So small microwavable heat packs once we've got pain under control. And then either your veterinarian or your rehab professional will be happy to show you how to do some massage and some gentle stretching to help with some uh, improved range of motion. But traction, nails, litter box and transitional surfaces from going to low areas to high areas and padding you know please make sure that your arthritic cat has a nice cozy bed to protect all of those sore arthritic joints okay dr brunke i know that you believe in the power of exercise but how important is exercise for cats and how can we get our cats to do that yeah that's a good one right i mean Nobody likes to work out when you're painful. So first and foremost is what's the problem and get the pain under control. And then how do we induce exercise in cats? That's going to depend on their personality. Some cats very safely can go out on harnesses and go out and walk and do stuff. That's great. If you have an environment that allows you to have, you know, it's always fun to look on social media or all the, and YouTube where these cats have like, you know, perches and, and outdoor safe contained areas where they can be quasi outdoors and exercise themselves. Um, I have friends that have those cat wheels and the cats voluntarily go and run on the, the giant wheel at home. But sometimes that's that can be a challenge to get cats to exercise. I think the biggest focus I would look at is, is figure out that they're uncomfortable, work on getting that going, and then making sure that they're not obese. That's a big epidemic with cats you know, it puts them at higher risk for heart disease, puts them at higher risk for diabetes. So if we can work on keeping them lean and pain-free or pain, you know, much less painful and addressing that, then they're going to exercise on their own. They're going to interact and do things and build up strength that way. So that's, I tell you, take a, a roundabout approach to those. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I, um, I think everyone and every critter should be a little more fit, probably. We all need to move, and it's good for our bodies and our brains. This has been really fun. I am so glad that I got to interview the two of you and learn so much about what you do. And maybe my listeners learned a little bit about what they need to watch for as well. And try to figure out all this stuff together. Kirsty and I only work together in the clinic, but we all we teach together as well because a lot of the stuff doesn't get taught unfortunately in vet tech school or even in veterinarians in veterinary school specifically on canine and feline rehabilitation and pain management so we're trying to be all good advocates to help more people be aware of it um, not only on the pet parent side but but on the veterinary professional side so that we can have a bigger team to address all these cats Okay, so that's a perfect segue because I was gonna, my next question was gonna be how do my listeners find out more about you? I think probably I don't do a ton on social media anymore, to be honest. But what we could do, Dr. Cat, is we could give you a couple of the websites that we use and stuff with, to put in the show notes. Great. That's probably the easiest way to go out and find us and stuff. And we can put a, together a listing of folks where you can find rehabilitation professionals in your area 
as well to seek out good advocates. So we, we can put a bunch of things for, for you to post for everybody and they can click on it and t- it'll take it right to them. That's perfect. Well, I really, really appreciate your time. Kirsty. it was really fun to get to talk to you and learn a little bit about you today as well. Thank you. I had an absolute blast and I'm a cat pet parent myself. I rehabbed both of my children. So uh, I'm a fiercely, fiercely feline proof and feline advocate. So, uh, you know, and I use all of the tools that I have in my toolbox, you know, every day when I make sure that my two are, uh, you know, living their best life. Absolutely. So you're meowvulous as well. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I have to throw that in. I have to throw that in. Thank so, you. Um, so Dr. Brunke, I really appreciate your time. And I hope to talk with you again. Kirsty. now that I know you, I'm sure I'll be able to talk with you again as well. Yes, please. That would be lovely. Yeah. So thank you to our amazing producer, Mark Winter. And for all of my listeners, your loyalty and excitement about this subject matter is what keeps me going every day. So I want you all to go out and have a perfect day. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.